Hey Europe, this is Musable.com calling, the best source for news and blogs about the Eurovision Song Contest. If you're looking for a new Eurovision experience online, you should visit us. Our editors have a wide variety of content for you to enjoy, from up-to-date news stories and interviews to fun and interactive quizzes. So if you want to know the latest news or just find out what Eurovision country best suits you, we have it all at Musable.com. You are listening to a special episode of Eurovision Legends, where I, your host, Eva Lofström, invites some of this year's participants. Today we're going to get to know the two singers, Jesper and Lauitz, from Fjordflame. They hooked up in 2017 and decided to start a duo together. But why the 80s sound? Where does the influence come from? How many attempts have they made to reach Eurovision? And are Jesper's dance moves choreographed? Fjordflame is last out in the second semi-final on the 20th of May with the song Uvos Puinanen, representing Denmark. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Jesper Roth and Lauritz Emanuel from Fjordflamme. Yeah, hello. Yeah, thank you. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Emil. Sorry, my Danish. No, it's absolutely good. You're, you're Swedish, right? Yes. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> How are you guys today? The bra. Yeah, the bra. Fit. We're good today. The sun is shining in Denmark. And uh, yeah, it's uh, now there's only two weeks uh, we're on the, an airplane yeah. going to Rotterdam. I would like to begin with some quick questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Jesper, first memory from the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, <laughs> my very first memory. I was quite old, but I had to say the Olsen Brothers, I think. In 2000. Yeah. Fly on the wings of love. Fly, baby, fly. Lawitz, name three songs from previous Eurovisions you really like. I like uh, Waterloo with ABBA, I like um, Brainstorm with My Star. And then I like Lidia Vajadeslaw with Danish artist Anders Fransen. What are you listening to right now? Uh, yeah, that was just uh, introduced me to a, a guy, an artist called Divine Comedy. It's like chamber pop. It's a little weird, but it's also very good in its own pop way. I, it's hard to explain, but I, I, I fell into a rabbit hole with that. Now it's artist that has inspired you the most. Uh, just as Jesper said, the Divine Comedy, Queen, Pet Shop Boys, Roxy Music. Jethro Tull in the early days, and so on. Jesper, favorite country in Eurovision besides your own? Um, you know, I like when it's a little pointy. So <laughs> I think I might say Finland. Lawitz, what are you doing in 10 years? 
Uh, I'm playing uh, the big festivals uh, in Denmark with Fyr and Flamme every summer, and then I'm uh, writing musicals and my own uh, albums as well. Ah, looking forward. Jesper, what's the best thing with Denmark? It is that uh, Denmark got its own identity as a small country, and everybody knows that. So we're just enjoying. We're doing our best in soccer. We're doing our best in Eurovision, you know. it's if you would move to another country, which country? I would move to Turkey. Oh. And more, more specifically to Istanbul. That's my favorite city in the whole world. Oh, I haven't been there yet. Go. Last question, and this is for you both. Best song from the Danish pre-selection Melody Grand Prix history. Um, okay, my favorite song. Uh, it's uh, I've known it for a while, but now it's turning to be my favorite. It's uh, Europa with Lars Mool from '95. It's very good. Yeah, today I feel like saying uh, it's, it's it's a little slow song. It's a very uh, simple song in in its uh, music. From Mols to Skagen. From Mols to Skagen. From Mols to Skagen. From Mols to Skagen. Great, we managed to get through the first part. We did it. Laurit, you are quite the veteran in the Danish music business. And Jesper, you are a famous actor who had a big part in my favorite Danish series since Matador. Sygepæskolen. How wow. come you decided to start a band together? I think the, there was no way around it. Um, it was coincidence, of course. But when we started we uh, to make make music, we, we both, both have this... Uh, We really enjoy uh, nostalgic uh, music uh, from the 80s especially. And when we started, we knew that we were doing something that nobody else was do doing right now. So it's actually, uh, we made an oath and we have to keep on doing it. Yeah, and before the pre-selection in Denmark, you had released two singles. Shall we take a listen to what they sounded like? Yeah. Yeah. heard Menneskefe Brugge and Chameleon. Yeah, yep. exactly. I must ask here, 
Did you submit Chameleon to the pre-selection too? No, we didn't. But uh, we only released Menske for Bror, and then we had two songs. We had uh, Chameleon, Chameleon, and then we had Øres på hinanden. And we were actually uh, juggling with what's our next single gonna be, and uh, uh, and then we said, hey, what if we take Chameleon as the the next single, and then we try to enter the the national finals with Øres på hinanden. So that's the way around it. But a lot of people had said that it would do well in the competition as well. Absolutely. And I have heard that in 2018, you submitted a song to the Danish Melodie Grand Prix. Yeah, that's actually the first song we wrote. And uh, um, yes, but you actually wrote the, uh, the most of that song. A very good song, actually. And it's more uh, classical uh, in the Eurovision uh, context, uh, I would say, uh, like if it's possible, even more old school than the one we had now. But I think we actually needed a little success before people believed in us, but now uh, they got our back, so that is good. When will we hear this song? Uh, well, actually, we're releasing an album, and it didn't uh, it didn't make the cut. So uh, pr- <laughs> maybe we should send it in again for the next year's competition. <laughs> I don't know. Have you submitted more songs since, or was Øvers Prinanen only your second attempt? That was our second attempt. Uh, and uh, um, we we had no uh, fear at all uh, of su- submitting a song, but it uh, um, since we did it in 2018, uh, Jesper he suddenly got famous, and I had a lot of the other bands going good as well. So so uh, it's been like uh, we've been working for some months, and then it's been uh, quiet for some time, and uh, so this is the. Um, yeah, it was natural now, but it, it, we haven't spoken about it uh, in, in the in the previous time. Uh, Laritz, you are the composer of the song and also the producer together with Rune Borup. What can you tell me about this happy pill? Well, uh, it started off just as uh, we didn't write it for the for the for the festival, but but it was uh, it was we tried to to hit that sound, and um, I actually thought it would be a, a bit like. Uh, ABBA or Bee Gees uh, kind of a late 70s vibe and then we t- took some um, 80s synthesizers and uh, made it more 80s like and then we made the beat pump so it would be good on a in a discotheque uh, in, in modern times as well um, so that's the three steps and of course the lyrics uh, lyrics are always funny because uh, uh, it's, it's like uh, putting on uh, uh, some gloves and then you just uh, try to fumble around with it and, and then suddenly you have a song. Gives me vibes of the great band Laban, who had a great international career with the song Love in Siberia. Of course, also of Eurovision legends Kirsten Ossern. And that is definitely a compliment, but you guys were hardly born back then. So how come you fell in love with this style of music? My own history is that my parents just took the music that they liked from the 80s and brought it into the 90s. 
because I don't think they will go to uh, to to get on the grunge train uh, and all that. And you know, then there was new sort of dance top, which was maybe a little too much for them. So my life have just been listening to 80s music in the 90s. And did you allow it? It's the same thing. We're we're from uh, the outcasts of Denmark, uh, where you, they always uh, they're so late. So when everybody was listening to uh, the contemporary music, people were ten years behind. How do you label your music? Yeah, that's actually a good question because uh, we have no uh, intentions of only making eighties music. Uh, right now, we we are very much um, inspired by the eighties, but um, I think I would say. Uh, So you mean that on your next album you can be inspired by Ace of Base? We we could be, but I think what I'm trying to say is that the sound is actually only a sound. There is a, there is some songwriting and some lyrics behind it, so you can play a song uh, that's just universally good by the campfire, or uh, and then you use the sound to to uh, so people also understand. It. Uh, so uh, we stand on the shoulders uh, uh, of artists as uh, Elton John and uh, Queen and, uh, of course, uh, Leib and and, uh, and then we put put these 80s clothes on them right now. So probably we, we could uh, make these uh, uh, 90s uh, house piano uh, things as well. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. So, but I think we we are uh, we are uh, we're making pop music. Who did you see as your biggest competitor in the Melody Grand Prix? <laughs> well, uh, I knew from the start that uh, Thomas Budenstein and Chief One had a good pop song uh, that was like more up to date in a twenty twenty one. So I knew that they would be in the top three. And you know it. Uh, same thing. Uh, actually, um, I have no clue uh, what uh, what taste people uh, people has, but in my own opinion, they had a strong uh, they had a strong song, and uh, they are a charismatic duo uh, as well. So yeah, I agree. Thirty-seven percent of the votes. You won the Danish pre-selection. Were you surprised? You can't be surprised uh, with, with the because we had so so, so many uh, great experiences this uh, last uh, six months where we have been uh, releasing music. So we knew that we had a good chance. But uh, let, I would say it another way: if another uh, competitor had won, we wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, we knew we had a chance, but it was such an amazing experience. I would say that. This is the first time since 1997 and Kulikai that we will hear Danish sung in the contest. Were you ever in doubt about the decision to keep the song in Danish? Not really. We, uh, of course, we had to uh, talk about it right after we won. Uh, we, you know, with the Danish broadcast and uh, and all that, but there uh, was no discussion. Uh, we had a little fun earlier about our, our other songs that they would work in German, 
but uh, <laughs> that was not possible. So we had to keep it in Danish. And you know the way Lawrence is writing is with a certain kind of humor and a Danish identity, and it would just be ruined if we translated it. Is there an English version of it recorded that can be released after Eurovision when you have won? Hmm. No, sorry. Where people have to learn Danish for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's a very, uh, very elegant and very simple language. Everybody will learn it quickly. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's funny that you ask. We just talked to two uh, German uh, ESC journalists, and they were uh, asking the same. <laughs> I just thought that it would be so funny to do it after the competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the title of the song, Uves Punan, translates to practice on each other. As a Swede, I can barely understand the lyrics, but most yeah. of our listeners can't at all. Would you like to explain to them what the song is about? Yeah, um, the whole scene is uh, is a dance floor. You can uh, maybe see uh, Saturday Night Fever or something like that. Uh, and every uh, the time is moving very slowly. Uh, and um, you have a couple on the dance floor and they don't know how to do the first steps, but they just have to start dancing and... Uh, try stuff and see how the other one reacts and maybe uh, do some wild thing and just pray to your creator that uh, uh, she or he will catch you. Uh, and you can translate that even further to the rest of your life. You can't practice in front of your mirror. You have to just get out there and start doing it and then learn it on the way and practice on other people as well. What can we expect on stage in Rotterdam? Well... Uh, we decided quite fast that we would keep it as it is because our performance is is uh, lifted and it, it's, it's going through the song by its own energy, which you can't keep or choreograph. Uh, um, so it's it's going to be good. Uh, we are well aware that we are performing our song in our own language and foreigners are listening, and I think that will that's the thing that you can tell from our faces expression. So. It may it might be quite subtle, but we will not ruin uh, this uh, honest way uh, of performing by a thousand of dancers and all that. Jesper, your style of dancing is very energetic, as it looks like you just cannot contain your excitement. Is it choreographed or spontaneous? It is spontaneous uh, because that is the way I am dancing. I love it. <laughs> okay, because somebody uh, I talked to afterwards, they were, "What are you doing?" And I, I don't know. I have to. I, I had to see uh, the contest on the television before I can I can tell what I was doing. <laughs> uh, but now I got a little idea. But I will not be too uh, self-aware of what I am doing because I'm not born as a dancer. And the choreographer told us that, so she was like. You guys are good. Just be happy to do what you're doing. You're an established band and just take it away. Have you listened to your competitors yet? Yeah, we have. Uh, especially from our uh, our semifinal. We heard them all. There are some strong songs there. No doubt about it. Do you have any favorites? Well, uh, I have to say Iceland. Uh, mainly because uh, of the tracksuits. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> because I think the people who are going to vote for... Us may also vote for Iceland. It's uh, I think it uh, um, retracts the same people, kind of. Yeah, I gotta say Iceland too. Yeah, it's like they have some kind of the same DNA as us. And I must say, I like uh, Finland from uh, keeping uh, their style, their identity. I guess they have a style 
which haven't been very some, modern since Evanescence. Uh, and I think that is very brave. They are so cool. And you can tell that it's an established band when you see them. You will perform as the last act in the second semifinal on the 20th of May. This is considered the best starting position and is known as the pimp slot. What do you guys think about that? And I mean the starting position, not pimps. <laughs> the, but can you explain us why it's called the pimp slot? I'm very interested in that. Actually, I don't know. But uh, they always say it's a pimp slot. But it's it's considered the best start position. Okay. Well, that's that. in that case, it's because they want us to go to the finals. So I'm very flattered about that. <laughs> um, I think it's good. So before voting, it's the last thing that uh, people will uh, remember, of course. Uh, but uh, I really don't know. I think it's very good that there are some quiet songs just be- before us. So I'm going to take that uh, w- with me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Denmark has three victories. Dan Sivisa in 1963, Flying Wings of Love in 2000, and only Teardrops in songs in English and one in Danish. Are you planning to even the score? (laughs) (laughs) Who would ever say no? (laughs) Uh, We're gonna do our best and it would be amazing if we if we could show the world that it was possible and if we could show Denmark because there is no doubt that afterwards a lot of journalists were how were you doing that? And they were actually uh, initiating sometimes that it was kind of arrogant. And that's the totally opposite of what we're doing. So that would be amazing. If you bring home the contest to Denmark next year, which city do you wish to host it? Hey, I would say uh, Marstal on Ero. I think they have the capacity in the sports arena. Yeah. Yeah, what do you it's say, a very small town. But yeah, but they got the capacity. It's a smaller island in southern Denmark, and uh, there would uh, be the right place for that. Uh, we got a sports hall. Would you like to host the contest too? Like uh, in uh, back in my house? No, no. <laughs> no, I mean to be the host, <laughs> ah, the presenter. Yes, 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 yes. I would, I would. That's so oh, much. Yes, because. Be uh, we we just uh, found out uh, these days that both Jesper and I are very good at English. Hmm? <laughs> Perfect. Then. Before we say goodbye, Jesper Lauritz, what would you like to say to all my listeners? Yeah, please vote for Fear of Flamme, vote for Hope, vote for Curiosity, vote, vote for the, the great feeling. What do you say, Jesper? This is an opportunity to feel connected because Eurovision Song Contest connects people like a sport competition. And that's what we need right now. And what you vote for, it's by your own taste. But if you vote for us, you vote for the the good energy and for being yourself. When will the album be released? Well, uh, no planned date, but we really hope to do it before our tour, which is starting in the end of August. Hmm. Looking forward. Good luck in Rotterdam, guys. Thank Thank you you. so much, Emil. (laughs) 